0: Today I'm speaking with Hayes Bailey, director at Shexi. It's a cloud-based loan worker health and safety platform that enables organisations to visualise, monitor and track employee activity in real time and generate alerts for overstays, missing check-ins or situations that have caused duress. Hayes shares his journey and experience having worked with monitoring solutions for businesses and realising that a substantial number of his customers were healthcare providers who were increasingly in need to track and monitor their team members when attending locations alone. And so around four years ago, the idea of Shexi was born, to offer a real-time location and countdown timer that could be used by healthcare providers to ensure that team members felt safe and were offered support in the event of an unexpected issue arising. Hayes walks us through the user experience from a health professional's point of view, from a case or team manager's point of view, and from a business point of view. We cover a number of quality and safeguarding issues under the NDIS, within home care, within itinerant or mobile healthcare, and even telehealth, where the value of real-time tracking, checking in, checking out, and activating duress signals cannot be understated. Imagine being able to see in real-time where your team is, whether they're on track in accordance with their scheduled activities, and whether they're generally okay. What value would it bring to know that if any of the expected activities are not met, then you or your team management will be proactively notified and escalated to so as to ensure that in the field, team members are safe and well. Hayes and I also go into some future gazing and explore how this type of data could be extended to improve claiming or support audits or even support a reimagined approach to resourcing healthcare service delivery. If you're providing healthcare itinerantly or even remotely and you're trying to address the risks and issues of ensuring your team is safe and well, then you'll get a lot out of this episode. Let's jump in. Well, hey there, Hayes. How are you doing today? Going well, thanks, Yanni. Thanks for having me. It's a real pleasure to have you along. I almost had to rewrite my intro there because I, I normally say, hey, how are you doing? <laughs> and it's hey, Hayes. <laughs> Look, thanks for coming along, mate. So we've got some really interesting stuff to talk about today about loan healthcare worker safety out in the field. But I wonder if you could just sort of, before we get into Shexy and understanding everything about Shexy, where it is, where it's going, tell us a little bit about your story, your backstory, mate. What brought you to this point?
1: Previously, I'd worked in a vehicle tracking organisation selling telematics to businesses that may have been mining or transport or service related, and it was understanding the safety of the drivers while they were in their vehicles. And one of the common questions that used to come up from a lot of organisations was, where are my staff when they're not in the vehicle? And are they okay? And to say that we thought that we'd have 70% of our customer base working in healthcare, we probably didn't know that at the time. But healthcare seems to be an area where organisations have employees going out into the community and they may often use their own cars or they may use pool cars. And so putting a black box into that vehicle and tracking it and knowing where they are doesn't work so well. And so we decided to develop an app that would allow you to see where your employees are when they're working in the community and how long they're meant to be in those locations so we started developing that in 2016 probably took 12 months or so before we were happy with a product that we could take to market we launched it in the Australian and the New Zealand markets in late 2017
0: fantastic and what a great domain of knowledge to be coming from you know having so much experience in being able to monitor you know fleets of activity out in the field And and drawing on that, it's particularly poignant, I think, bringing together that kind of experience into the healthcare sector and how we actually, I guess, you know, move in the direction of healthcare workforce culture that is more itinerant, more mobile, more outward going than the traditional, you know, in-clinic type model. So I think uh, there's a great fusion of knowledge there to bring this all about. Perhaps I could ask you to just explain the name. Let's spell it out. Shexy, S-H-E-Q-S-Y. Is that right? That is correct. And
1: a lot of people say it sounds like Sean Connery saying sexy, (laughs) uh, sexy. (laughs) but no, it's actually an acronym. In Australia, we use Work Health and Safety. Mm -hmm. And in the Northern Hemisphere and in utilities-based organizations, they use an acronym Safety, Health, Environment, Quality and Security. And so it's essentially that acronym. And when we were coming up with a name, it was just looking for something that had relevance to what we were doing, but was also nice and short, uh, (laughs) where we could get the dot com and all those sorts of things. And so there's not too much more to it than that.
0: Oh, there you go, mate. I'd sort of conjured up, you know, creating a brand name, having a few beers and you know, it's got to be sexy. The name's got to be sexy. But, you, you know, you've had a few and it's like, oh, Shexy. But I think, you know, it's definitely a unique name. But I think the uh, it was important to sort of bring out that acronym because it kind of lays the foundation for this discussion around what it's uh, all about. So perhaps tell us a little bit about it. What is Shexy?
1: Yeah. So Shexy is a cloud-based loan worker safety solution. And it's predominantly an app that employees that are going out into the community or clinicians are going to be using on their smartphones. It gives them the ability to start what we call an activity, which is essentially like a welfare timer when they're going into an appointment. It gives the organisation visibility of where that employee is when they're working by themselves. It updates their location as they move around. And if they fail to finish the activity in the time that they've set, or if they fail to check in when their phone beeps and vibrates and asks them to check in based on some business rules, then it will automatically go into an escalation process where it will notify managers or people within the organisation to check on the well-being of that employee. Alternatively, we're integrated into security organisations who can receive those alerts and already have an agreed escalation process in place for those employees so that then they can attempt to contact the employee, confirm their well-being. Contact emergency services and circle back and contact the organisation that's employing those employees in the community. So it started off being a really simple sort of app that was quite intuitive. And so employees understand how to use it when they get out in the field. Being a smaller startup, we pretty much got the Uber app and said, well, everyone knows how to use Uber. Let's make it look as much like this as we can. And then we've really started to develop the back end. Of the solution. So, in terms of reporting for the organisation to be able to see where people are in real time, but then also a history of their appointments out in the community, where they've been, how long they've been there, and then moving from there into integrations with calendars and things like that as well.
0: Yeah, so I, I want to kind of um, break down the different groups of users, so to speak, because I see what you've built as being a platform of sorts, where you've got the you've got the cloud application there for the organisation. And you've got the mobile application for the healthcare worker. And you're also integrated through to firms that provide 24-7 monitoring and security. And the way I relate to that is, uh, you know, sort of similar to how we have all become accustomed to having sort of, you know, monitored alarms and security in our homes and businesses. Where there's a team there that is responding to alerts and implementing some sort of action based on a service level agreement of sorts. Is that sort of a fair summary of how that part of it works?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, each organisation, we have a suggestion around what other organisations in the space are doing in terms of a response and an escalation process. But each organisation will have their own nuances, whether it's, you know, contact the employee and if they don't respond, then after X minutes, contact them again. Implementation of a safe word, you know, that they might be able to use that indicates that they're under duress and can't speak freely then what that escalation process is. So we work with larger healthcare providers who have their own 24 hour call centres or monitoring centres that can then become involved in that process. And we work with others that are, you know, one or two person operations, just doing our NDIS support coordination by themselves, having family members and other people receiving the alerts and the escalation. So it's really tailored to what's required for that employee and what's required for that organisation. And so then it's quite simply set up in the platform so that an operator in a call centre in the security monitoring centre can see the alert coming through and documented exactly what steps they need to put into action.
0: Yeah, fantastic. So that flexibility, I'd imagine, would be great for a smaller health provider would be doing the monitoring and managing themselves, but a larger organisation would have a a much more scaled service in place with one of the monitoring centres but is that sort of how it plays itself out?
1: Yeah, exactly right. So a lot of organisations, even some of the larger ones, they'll still have managers that receive notifications via email and SMS, and then they're responding to those. So it's often broken down depending on the service area. So you'll have service areas in family violence or alcohol and addiction programs and other areas that might work outside of standard working hours and in higher risk environments and so they'll have specific escalations that often involved these external monitoring centres, whereas other services that are putting this in more just to manage the risk of the fact that an employee is alone, even if the task that they're doing from a healthcare perspective might be aged care or whatever and is typically deemed lower risk and it's during office hours or standard working hours, then those alerts might be more often managed internally.
0: Let's put it more into context now around the um, importance within the healthcare sector. You mentioned that in your previous work, you were surprised to see how many people were in healthcare within that customer base. And you've got a few concepts that are in the way that you've actually built the framework for Shexi. Tell me what the tracker is.
1: Yeah, so the tracker is the ability for a manager to log into the platform and see uh, their team of clinicians or healthcare workers out in the field in real time, dotted around on the map with activity countdown timers against them and basically visualise that if they're green and they're active, then they're okay and they've still got time remaining. If they miss a check-in or overstay at an appointment, they go into a status, overtime status, where they appear orange on the map, and if they then go through that overtime status without responding to their phone notifications, then it'll automatically go into that overtime duress status where they go to a red colour. So, the tracker is the ability for managers to see that you can set up departments and groups within the business and teams so that a manager can log in and they will only see their team that they're responsible for, but a business owner might log in and see everybody out in the community at that point in time.
0: Fantastic. And you've already used the term activity. So how does that play into the, the way the solution works?
1: Yeah, so we came up with this concept of activities and basically an activity is any, I guess, task that's going to be carried out by an employee in the community. And so you can, each organisation can create their own activity types. And so in the healthcare space, the most common ones would be home visit, community access, potentially client transport and Often travel as well if they're organisations that have to commute longer distances in a vehicle in rural or regional locations. And so each of those activity types can be set up with their own parameters around default duration, the time in which they're overtime before they go into duress, and rules around that. So each organisation customises their own activity types. We help them do that. And so then they are the job types or activity types that are populated in the app for the employee to choose from when they're going out into the community.
0: Very good. And an organization that's taking up Shexi, what kind of what kind of process is needed to actually onboard their team members and and is there any sort of a continuous support or training or education that's needed for the team?
1: Yeah, so it's really straightforward, to be honest, in terms of getting started. We help all of our customers when they first sign up, even as trial customers, configure their accounts. So we usually set up a Zoom meeting and we would help them set up a couple of activity types that are going to be relevant to their organisation. We'll give them a pro forma, like an Excel spreadsheet, where they can put in who they want to participate. So it's really just the name, the email and the phone number of the employees so that they can be loaded into the solution. Once we add the employees to the solution, then the email invitations are automatically sent out to those employees so that they have a link to download the app and can log in with those credentials. So it really is straightforward getting that set up and then we'll also do a Zoom meeting typically with the managers within the organisations who are going to be looking at the reporting and logging into the system to see where people are and those sorts of things. And then from a, an ongoing support perspective, we uh, run webinar sessions, we provide email support that's constantly monitored and ticketed and uh, phone support for organisations as they need.
0: Is the platform also supporting optimization of route planning? Is that part of your current product?
1: It's not currently in terms of route planning. It's something that we'll definitely look at. at the moment. We have integration for calendars and we have integration for employee schedules. So we will take those appointments in the order, basically, or the at the times that they're sent through by the organisation. And so we're displaying them within our application, for instance, throughout the day. And so if they're updated in the scheduling platform or the calendar, then our app will instantly reflect those updates. When we get to the point, I guess, where we're creating the appointments ourselves and managing the schedule, that's where we might get into the optimization. But at the moment, I guess, if that's done from a scheduling standpoint, then we're reflecting that for the employees to be able to see their upcoming appointments and navigate to those.
0: Yeah, there's, there's a lot of things that modern healthcare providers need to think about. And, and I think that's kind of partly why I'm excited about the CorePlus-Shexi integration that's um, underway at the moment. We have an opportunity there to empower the CorePlus network that is dealing with mobile healthcare workers. You've already mentioned the NDIS, for example. There's also home care and mobile healthcare type models out there as well. And I'd, I'd even go as far as saying even in uh, telehealth where health practitioners are working from home, so they may not physically be in harm's way in terms of going onto a site that is unfamiliar to them or perhaps might have other unknowns that might pop up. But just being able to track that person is actively interacting, you know, with systems through the course of the day as well, I could say a, a tremendous amount of benefit there. What are your thoughts? Have you considered the telehealth framework as part of Shexi's uh, opportunity?
1: Yeah, definitely. It's an interesting one. It probably raised its head initially uh, a year and a half ago when we went through the terrible bushfire season around sort of 2019, 2020. The world obviously changed a lot since then with COVID and all the mobile workforces. But back then we have organisations that are quite large and had healthcare workers that were predominantly spending time in the community. And then they started doing more telehealth and work from home. But at the same time, you had bushfires coming into it and things like that. So those factors caused organisations to say, okay, you're working from home. We still want you logging onto the Shexi app. We still, for your safety, would like to know where you are when you're working. And uh, so we had more and more organisations using the solution for that. And then I guess from a Core Plus integration perspective, I'm really excited about the ability for, you know, appointments to be sent from Core Plus into the Shexi application, making it simpler for those employees to navigate to their appointments throughout the day, but also the reporting that we can provide potentially around distance travelled to get to the appointment, time taken to get to the appointment and some of the, I guess, Uberization that we can do as well in, real-time notifications and showing employees driving down the road to those appointments
0: as well. Yeah, although not as uh, misleading as the way Uber does it, unfortunately. They, they seem to uh, always tell you that they're really close, but it, t- it always takes that little bit longer than, than the app is telling. But in, in all seriousness, this is really super valuable, Hayes. What you've implemented here, I hear a lot through our network around the challenges of going onto people's premises and other sites for the first time and how that conjures up all sorts of emotions for a healthcare professional who's uh, doing it for the first time. You know, you're in a strange environment, you're in you meet Meeting somebody for the first time there are a lot of factors there that are uh, unknown so having that sense of support that somebody is tracking you and monitoring you and you do some clever stuff with the app where you can as a user i can actually trigger a duress alert without opening the app do you want to tell us a, a little bit about that feature and, and why it was put in place
1: Yeah, absolutely. So we've got the ability within the application to add widgets on the phones. And that's not me making up the name widget. That's a (laughs) phrase that's used by Android and and iOS. And so you can add a widget to your phone and we've created what we call a quick panic button. And so on an iPhone, for instance, if you swipe left to right, you can have a quick panic widget there that you can press at any point in time. On Android, you can set it up on the background of your phone. And then we've also integrated Bluetooth wearable technology. So we've got Bluetooth buttons that a clinician can wear on their arm or on their belt clip or on a keychain, which pairs up to the phone. And in any scenario, any of those being triggered will then cause the app to locate the person, share their location and send off an alert and then start monitoring their location in real time every 30 seconds until that duress alert is resolved. So it's really made it quite simple for organisations to be using when they're out doing appointments and setting welfare timers when they're going into homes, but then also giving them that peace of mind that when they're walking back to the car or they've left a hospital premise or something like that of an evening that they've still got access Uh, to a duress alarm if they require it.
0: From an employee's point of view, I can be equipped with an an application, potentially a device that is Bluetooth synchronised with the mobile and then trained to be able to work in a variety of different scenarios where there may be just simply attendance. So everything's going well, we attended at the right time, that person is where we expect them to be at that particular time. We expect them to be there for 45 minutes or for an hour. They have now moved on. So we're they're doing everything as expected. So that's where we get all the green lights essentially in that person's schedule throughout that day. And then there are a number of scenarios where where things don't go as expected. And that conjures up the orange or red indicators on the actual case manager or manager's portal view of what's happening. And there are a bunch of alerts that come back to the manager as well that are saying, check in on this or have a look at this. So what are typical scenarios that a health provider needs to think about as as far as having an escalation a number of let's say usual escalation pathways within my control to we've got to get some police out there or some you know some sort of action taken immediately what what are the typical scenarios and and what would a health provider need to do to implement those
1: yeah so it's usually nice to have some sort of a, a standardized process across an organization we see some organisations where different teams will be do, doing different things. But when an organisation implements, I guess, a loan worker duress solution, and, and in this case, Shexi, it's really confirming with managers that they're comfortable to manage that process and what is that process going to be so that when uh, an employee triggers the duress alarm or they've overstayed, that the person receiving those alerts understands what's required of them in actioning it. So, that the initial scenario would be typically contacting the employee. And if they fail to get onto that employee, then what are they going to do next? So, whether it's contacting potentially a buddy who might be in the community nearby, or whether it's contacting a line manager and then making sure that there's steps in place to continue trying to contact that employee. and and resolve the situation. If you can get onto the employee or there's audio connected to hear what is going on, then use of a safe word to understand, you know, are they okay or are they under duress and require immediate assistance and then... From there, contacting emergency services, the, the misconception sometimes is that you can connect these alarms directly to the police. Unfortunately, it's not the case. You can't connect directly to emergency services and they do want you to, I guess, have understood that there is a requirement for their attendance. And so the first instance is always to try and confirm that there is a situation and then contact emergency services and get them on their way as soon as possible.
0: I think the point I was leading to there is that as an organization you would have to think through your processes and what events might actually lead, you know, to one path versus the other. And then train that into your organisation and make sure that everybody's familiar with the protocols, depending on the situation. So there would be a lot of alignment, I suspect, in what you're doing with frameworks that are already uh, kind of embedded within healthcare, particularly in community settings, uh, disability and the like, such as the quality and safeguarding framework. Have they featured in some of your thinking around how how the solution sits and supports those types of compliances?
1: Yeah, and so probably to your point there, a lot of these escalation paths or what's going to happen in one of these scenarios, they do often exist within these organisations. They've just typically been in response to a process that's often manual. So, where Shexy comes in and is, a, is an application that employees can use in the field, it's often replacing something that might have been, you know, signing in and out the employee on the whiteboard as they come in and out of the office or SMSing your manager and then remembering to text them again when you leave that appointment safely. So, in that regard, it's really sort of digitising a process that may have already been in place and just making it more efficient with the ability to make sure that employees aren't or aren't slipping through the cracks because a manual process hasn't been updated while they've been out of the office.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's, you know, one of the great values that technology and health tech can unlock. It's basically minimising the amount of manual work and the amount of memory that's needed by a human to keep a quality system Going, you know, at a certain level. It's, a lot, it's prone to errors. It's prone to, oh, I forgot to check in, I forgot to call in, or whatever the case is. And those things then, in retrospect, when you're trying to review or analyze what a situation was, you know, it gets really hard. So you've sort of developed the ultimate contemporaneous auditing system as well, you know, that is using the power of geolocation, the mobile as a proxy for um, where the person is and having that kind of real time stamped instead of records that can be absolute proof about, you know, what's been happening and what the circumstances were in and around that. Tell us a little bit about that because I think it's understated yeah. in your marketing, but that audit capability, I would imagine, would add a lot of value to some organisations in the right circumstances.
1: Yeah, I think in stepping back and looking at the legislation around loan worker safety and the Work Health Safety Act, every organisation has a requirement to understand the risks faced by their employees when they're working in the community and to eliminate or mitigate those risks. The processes that you put in place to do that, as we discussed, could be manual sign-in and out, could be SMS to a manager, it could be calling into your colleague or buddy. But if someone, if there's Heaven forbid an, an incident and work safe or somebody comes along and says, Okay, we're going to audit that loan worker process that you had in place that you documented, you know, five years ago. Where are your records from the last three months of the check ins and the check outs and the SMSs back and forth? Very quickly, these manual processes that people may have thought they had in place can start to come undone you know, I forgot to do it that day or we hadn't been doing it, you know, or the manager wasn't working that day and all these sort of reasons. And that's where having an electronic solution like Shexi, being able to understand the movements of the employees throughout the day and having all of those movements and where they are, that's going to be easily accessed and reported on for years to come, certainly ensures that you know, if an investigation happens or someone needs proof of service delivery even and time on site, that they're able to access those records quickly and easily.
0: So we're ticking the box as far as the employee's safety is concerned and putting in a a technical way of doing that is really easy to use, not overly onerous, kind of as long as the phone is being carried around and and the device, if that's added on. That seems like a pretty simple thing to integrate into your culture and into your workflows. And then on the other side, the organisation, the management, the practice owners have a compliance framework, a quality system. That is supporting reporting and auditing and also acting as a framework to be able to support team members who are out and about and making sure that they are we're aware of where they are and that they're safe at all times. So I, d- I just see it being just a really simple and elegant solution for where, particularly under the NDIS and aged care and home care type service uh, delivery models, it's it's really key and necessary right now for the healthcare workforce to have access to this type of technology. So I thought I'd thought i would just reinforce that idea because I think it's absolutely critical. And a, a lot of the traditional ways of trying to do this using technology have been very big IT systems. And I think, again, it's another understated part of where Shexi's um, positioning. You're a cloud platform. You're a subscription uh, type model, which is just really easy to access and to, to take on board how are you finding the reaction from the market are you finding small medium large type health providers are engaging with you or is it sort of something that the big end of town has been looking at and what's it feel like for you at the moment
1: yeah look it was funny i guess because of the background that i had and how we started developing our product where it wasn't purely a duress button it wasn't that you had no data as an organization until they pressed the button Because we're generating data all the time on, you know, where the person is, how long they're there, regardless of whether or not something's gone wrong, that starts to appeal probably more to the enterprise end of town. But we've ended up with customers from your individuals right through to your large organisations. And the ones that are most readily interested, I suppose, in the solution are those that might have used or other sort of lone worker devices before because they understand the need already, they understand the risks involved and they know that they need to mitigate it. But they've been having to purchase a separate piece of hardware, they've had to then manage sharing it between their employees and now with covid you're less likely to come into the office and so you're less likely to go in to pick up the pendant off the desk that you're meant to take out to your appointments. And so that's sort of probably seen a quicker adoption of this app-based technology that can be really easily deployed across to the smartphones that these employees are already carrying without the need for a purchasing of additional hardware and paying additional ongoing data costs and subscription costs on that hardware. And so I think that's sort of what's really driving those organisations to adopt Shexy
0: quite quickly. It just seems to me like, why has anyone really thought about it before? It's just so easy to deploy there's very minimal logistics sure there's there's a little bit of training just to support you know each person's relationship with it but what a great value there to be able to feel comfortable that there's somebody looking over your shoulder so to speak and just making sure that you get home safely at night and you know the workplace wherever it might be has a active support and an active continuous support so I I think it's I think it's well overdue and I think it's going to do really well in the um, broader allied health sector we're seeing a lot of I guess uh, traditional large health providers that existed in uh, the disability support services you know 10 years ago kind of being replaced by small health providers who are growing very fast because they're more agile and nimble and they're not as um, burdened by those traditional organizational structures so to speak so the It's really evolving fast on what modern healthcare looks like and how diverse uh, modern health practice is with respect to the type of uh, clients and the type of settings that it's interacting with. So I think this is just a, a really nice tether, a really nice augmentation that actually says we can actually provide some level of support and assurance beyond our physical workplace and extend that out into the world. And that opens up more opportunities Where do you see it going? You know, what's your vision for Shexy?
1: Yeah, look, we've already had one of our larger customers come to us and say, look, we run an Excel spreadsheet for hundreds of employees to manage their time. And at the same time, we had another customer come to us and say, we love what you're doing around the loan worker appointment side of things, but we'd love to integrate this with our call centre and then Uberise our workforce a little bit more so that we can push jobs out to those employees and almost navigate them to their next appointment. And so both of those made us already reassess, okay, rather than just having short appointments where you go out and you're at a home for an hour, what about incorporating that employee's whole day where almost again like an Uber driver, you swipe on in the morning and say that I'm online and you're making yourself available. So then the scheduling platform can see your location updating periodically and know where you are if it needs to push out a job. But at the same time, we understand what time you started work that day or were made available. And in the evening, we know what time you went offline. And so from that, we can also push those hours into a timesheet that the organisation can use. And so I think there's being a SaaS platform, as you alluded to before, we can continue to add this sort of functionality and we can continue to then push it out to our customers. And being heavily healthcare related, a lot of our functionality is suited towards those healthcare organisations. We're doing a, a piece around, I guess, disaster management or, or incident management where we're developing a feature called Roll Call If a situation arises, you can push out a notification to employees based on the location that they're in or the team that they're in, whatever information that you need to share. And then that can have them report in that, you know, I'm safe or I need assistance, or it could just be a message around not coming into the office because there's been a COVID close contact and they just need to acknowledge that they've read that alert. So there's more and more of that functionality that comes towards, I guess, connecting the workforce that's now geographically separated as well more than ever.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I I can see another potentiality in time and I I think this will play itself out with integration with Core Plus is what we'll see is uh, some of the data that you're gathering around the locations and the duration. They're ultimately going to be useful to feed back into the claim structure for funders such as the NDIA as as an example where you actually have a contemporaneous track record of how long the drive was, how long the appointment was, and that's actually coming back into the system and informing the claim submission and potentially any expansion on funding that's required for individuals that are participating under the scheme. You know, that's just one example, and I'm sure that'll replicate itself under different funding scenarios. You're nodding, so are you getting a bit of a sense of that as well? Is there some feedback around that?
1: we just had a customer the other day, well, they're not actually a customer yet. I'm waiting for them to sign up as a result, but they had one of their clients or a family member of one of their clients suggest that they hadn't made the three visits out that month to see the customer and that Uh they'd only been there twice. And going back to their case notes, there's no clear record of how many times they went there. There's just notes that have been taken and, you know, they were adamant that if Shexi had been in place, they'd be clearly able to show what time they arrived, what dates they were there and how long they were there for each appointment. And so I can see that although we're helping organisations meet the requirement around loan worker safety to satisfy their obligations under the Work Health Safety Act, we're able to generate potentially a return on investment through these improved operational outcomes and reporting that we can generate from the system.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I have no doubt that will feature in people's minds. I think the, you know, the iteration pathways is, is the best pathway. And, you know, you've got a really solid value proposition right from the get go. But given that, yes, there's, there's an application there on a mobile phone that is producing data that supports safety, that's not the only use for it. It, it can actually also be used to support claims and um, evidence attendance and build out budgeting expectations around what's actually needed to support an individual with their healthcare outcomes. And, and that's just the stuff that's kind of obvious. You know, you, you kind of see it as low hanging fruit. It's just a matter of time because those problems exist already in, I guess, the, the industry of allied healthcare. And then, you know, who knows where that gets to? I mean, I sort of touched on a little bit earlier around the telehealth model or the remote worker. I've coined a term called a digital health nomad. You know, somebody who is, you know, probably in your context, that Uber type healthcare worker who is turning on and turning off their availability to the system, you know, depending on uh, how much or how little they want to put into the system and then sort of being able to actually, you know, use this type of technology to provide them with some support in the process as well as also be able to evidence the the value that they've offered to the system as well. It's really exciting. It's really exciting to think about those possibilities and ultimately how that benefits us as recipients of healthcare support and services that are, you know, more convenient, more aligned around where we are, when it's convenient for us to be serviced and things of that nature, there's a great deal of opportunity. And also see the win for the individuals, their healthcare workers in, you know, having more flexibility in the way that they choose to work, you know, going forward as well. What are your thoughts
1: on that? Yeah, absolutely. I think the idea of, I guess, an on-demand workforce is something that some organisations are already talking to us about and saying, we've got these employees that are always employed by us, but then we've got this large contractor or volunteer workforce. Could we use your technology or your solution to uh, assist us with managing them and engaging them? So I can definitely see the technology going that way. And I think as all these systems go online, because people aren't coming back into the office and people, you know, are now being employed and finding out that they may never sort of go into the office, they've been employed remotely and they're working somewhere else. I think, you know, Core Plus and the ability to manage that and the claims and the billing and all those sorts of things tied in with a solution like ours will give ultimate visibility to the employer to make sure that they can operate like that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it's not as uh, well known, except for those people who are actually using it in that way. But CorePlus has already implemented on-demand services for various aggregators. In um, I use the term aggregators. It won't mean a lot to people out there, but just healthcare providers who are looking at the way that they're scaling up their business and having challenges in meeting the demand through the employment process because employment does take time and it does ratchet up costs in the business in a in a big chunks at a time, so to speak. So I actually see the opportunities here now for that on-demand type model, especially working with a platform like Core Plus that has a very large network of available healthcare providers, so to speak. And we're seeing some uh, good results there with some of the programs that we are put in place around that. But I still think that there's more tools that are needed and Shex is absolutely one of them because of those things that we've been talking about today. So I think we just need the innovative health providers now to come to the party as well and start exploring these options because I think it's good for their business, it's good for their workforce and it's good for Australians who, are, who are, you know have a lot of demand for healthcare support. But we've got to find ways to scale that in terms of the service delivery model which without burning out our workforce in the process using some more innovative ways uh, to do that
1: yeah no i think it takes time for some of these larger organizations to change the way that things are being done for a while but i feel like there's starting to be a bit of a shift so i think if we keep developing the tools it's only a matter of time before the larger players and governments and those sort of entities get involved and things really do
0: change yeah absolutely absolutely Thank you so much for coming along today and sharing um, your story with Shexi and sort of exploring how we can reimagine healthcare and continue to do that and modernise it in ways that perhaps, you know, 10 years ago were harder to do by virtue of developing the Shexi idea and looking at ways to... Integrate it that can actually unlock a great deal of value for, uh, for health providers that are dealing with some of those lone worker type of risks in the variety of different shapes that they're in at the moment. So thank you so much, mate. I really appreciate it. Look forward to hearing more about it in time.
1: Thanks very much. Thanks for having me, Yani.
0: Thanks for listening. This podcast is produced in collaboration with Health Tech X, where we are working toward a world of integrated digital health empowerment for all people. If you'd like more info on how to get involved, head over to the website, healthtechx.com.au. Or if you have any feedback about the show, you can reach out to me directly on LinkedIn, Instagram, or email by following the links in this episode's show notes. And finally, don't forget to subscribe to Reimagining Healthcare in your podcast app. And if you like what you heard, leave us a five-star review. It really helps other people find the show. I'm your host, Gianni Sopanos. And I'll speak to you in our next episode.